What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Wednesday episode of the show. Today's podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Yummy. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. Kyle, how many Built Bars are we deep into today? Uh, zero because I'm intermittent fasting. Oh, wow. You're starting yeah. this? You're doing this trend that, ever, that I've seen so many people use? I've, I've been on it for about a week now. It's terrible. So, so is it eight hours, eat whatever you want, and then uh, – You're blacked out the other you – know, you're blacked 16? out the uh, I've spent a lot of time around with you, and one thing that I always notice that is that you're constantly eating. You're not always eating a lot of food, but you're always going to the pantry for a spoonful of peanut butter. You're eating a banana, your bag of popcorn, a Bilt Bar. It's Bilt just, Bar, it's Bilt Bar, and then another Bilt right, Bar. and then another Bilt Bar, six more Bilt Bars, and maybe another spoonful of uh, peanut butter, you, some vegetables. How you can do it? We're making a lot of fluids. You'd be proud of me. I'm drinking water for once in my life. Wow. I was trying to keep my stomach full so that I don't – don't feel compelled to eat. <laughs> so in your off time, is that, is that what you can have is water? Is that it? You can have like water, black coffee, nothing with calories. Could you have diet soda? There's no, no. calories in that. No. no. Okay. All right. So just Something water. And all the coffee. other schmutz and. Unsweet tea? You do unsweet tea? Is there calories? Yeah, in you could do tea. You could do unsweet tea. Okay. All right. Well, hey. So uh, we're making do, but here's the thing. Uh, we did get in the mail not too long ago a variety box of built bars, or at least I did. I don't know if you received yeah, yours or not. I, I made the moved. list. Yeah, sure did. I know I did swing by your old house a few times just to see if it was dropped off on the step after you moved out. Uh, didn't see it though. Okay. Well. Um, so that's kind of been like the floodgates open to start like my eating window. And I will have like three bars from the variety pack on call, just like ready <laughs> and just hit them right off the bat. So it's like I get a breakfast, lunch, and dinner all with built bars to start my eating window every day. Uh, okay. Kyle, what are we doing today, man? <laughs> so one of my observations uh, in, in working in this space is that proposed trade packages is something that is very difficult for a lot of fans to kind of grasp or kind of thread the needle with as far as taking into account uh, the variables at play that teams have to account for in determining what a player's value is. And um, you know, whether that is talent of the player, age of the player, longevity of the player, desperation of the team, trading, salary cap situations, years of control that are remaining for that player – player dynamics as far as his uh does he have a no trade clause like deshaun watson who's one of the names that we'll talk about today uh his satisfaction with the team all of these things individually matter a lot and you have to kind of weigh out each and every one of those and then other variables when you're kind of looking through and deciding okay you know what is this player worth for a trade because nobody's going to sit here and say Calais Campbell, Joe, this was a, a name you brought up in the pre-show, uh, is only worth a fifth-round pick. So why does he get traded for a fifth-round pick and then other players are traded for exponentially more? 
when you know relative to their skill at their own positions, they're comparable talents in the in the grand scheme of things. You know, I, I think it's I think it's hard to talk about trade packages, be, and that's because there is so much variance in the NFL. I mean, look back to last offseason where you had two trades of marquee wide receivers and Stefan Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins. Diggs goes for a one, a four, and two additional day three picks where Hopkins goes for a two and they bring back David Johnson. And so while, while it's, it's hard to like speculate and come up with these ideas, you know, just kind of talking over it, which we're about to do, the NFL also gives us those weird discrepancies that, that make it even more challenging. And so kind of a, a disclaimer and um, something to keep in mind as we kind of work through some of these ideas that we have. Yeah. So we have a, a list of Shuby. What is this? A dozen names, close to a dozen names of players under contract beyond the 2020 season. So they're under contract with their current teams for this upcoming year. Offense, defense, wide receivers, corners, tight ends, quarterbacks, defensive linemen, a little bit of everything. And we're going to kind of talk about you know, positional value, that player, their juncture and their career value, um, and just kind of work through what we would expect each of these kinds of players to cost on the market and more specifically, why. All right, let's, uh, let's get into some names. Get to specific here on this podcast. Shuby, you want to you wanna quarterback who we go? What direction we choose to, to embark on this journey with together? You know what, guys? That sounds like a fantastic idea. And you use that term quarterback, the discussion. Mm. Why don't we start with the quarterbacks? And would you rather lump all these guys together or do you want to take them individually? Because there's a couple of them on this list. I think it would be more worthwhile of a discussion, you know, it's, it, there's, it's going to be hard to exhaust the Deshaun Watson conversations. Um, but I think it, for the sake of this show would probably benefit to compare and contrast and put these guys up against each other. Okay. So here are the, here are the quarterbacks on our list. Deshaun Watson, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff. So Joe, I would ask you this. The quarterback who will cost the most to trade for will be blank. It's Watson, right? I mean, he's the best quarterback. He's the youngest quarterback. Um, I mean, to me, that's not close. Um, I think it's a minimum three first-round picks and uh, a starting caliber quarterback back in return, I, I, I think at least. The – quarterback who will be the least expensive to trade for will be who I think Matt Ryan and and that comes down to age and contract challenges um and again we're not predicting that all of these players do get traded but I think there's a reasonable angle to believe that they could um so Matt Ryan yeah just the age and, and contract I think cr creates some challenges with what they could get back for him so when you say challenges with what they could get back based on the contract, what part of it stands out to you as the challenging part for a team to take on? Because I think of, you know, I, I'm looking at his breakdown specifically. And uh, Atlanta, regardless on whether they were to cut or trade him, you're talking about a dead cap hit of $44 million plus. Uh, whether he's cut or traded, 
Uh, if he's traded post June 1st, your dead cap this year is 17.9 is your dead cap in 2022 is 26.5 and your cap savings for 2021 is $23 million. Yeah. So I think you just outlined it, right? There's not a whole lot of easy outs from this from, for this contract until after this season. And so um, it may make the most sense for Atlanta to ride with Ryan, have, you know, secure his successor, have them serve as the understudy, and really kind of laser in on this possibility after the season. And so, I mean, the contract's difficult, but also there might be some value in keeping him. I, I don't think, I don't think that this is a slam dunk that he gets moved. And if he were to get moved, I don't think that it's going to be the type of returns you would expect for a guy that uh, has had the career that Matt Ryan has. Man. So you look at it, the cap distribution and obviously this, they did a restructure here to kind of finesse and extend this window his cap hit in 2018, 17, 7, cap hit in 19, 15, 8, cap hit in 2020, 18.9, cap hit this year is 40.9, and cap hit next year is 41.6. So obviously they backlogged this, and what they did, they thought they were slick. They put a $7.5 million roster bonus that guarantees on the third day of the league year for 2022 and 2023. So if I'm a team that's interested in trading for Matt Ryan, I know automatically he's got a base salary. And then in 2022 and 2023, when he's 37 and 38 years old under this current contract, he's also due a seven and a half million dollar check on the third day of the league year with me bringing him in as a 37, 38 year old quarterback. That to me, if I'm a team that's interested in trading for Matt Ryan reduces the cost that I want to send you in compensation because you're giving me $15 million in guarantees that I have to pay him no matter what. This, the structure of this deal screams to me, we know that Matt Ryan, as he ages, is really going to decline, and we need to have as much cap space as possible while he's at his physical peak and uh, live with the consequences of that later in that deal. And while well, here we are later in that deal – and they owe him a ton of money, and the way that this was structured really kind of pushed a lot of that towards the end of the deal. Um, the other thing, Kyle, when you talk about challenges, is like what team? What teams stand out to you as ones that would want to give up something for Matt Ryan that they feel like they're Matt Ryan away from you know contending? Because that's the only way it makes sense. I think the only teams that would give consideration to trading for Matt Ryan are teams that find themselves in the uh, Minnesota Vikings situation where their starting quarterback goes down and you have to panic to find a resolution and uh, Sam Bradford trade happens, right? That, that's kind of the pathway that I see to Matt getting traded. But even you got a, a one for Sam. Yeah. I don't think you're getting a one for Matt with his age and the financial implications that would come with it. I just don't think a team would be willing to pony that up. Part of what made that Bradford, Bradford deal possible was the emergence of Carson Wentz as a rookie and their belief yep. that he could be their guy. And so I think that piece of that equation has to exist for Atlanta. But I, I do agree with you, Kyle. I think that is, if Matt Ryan gets traded, it happens in like August, and it's a team that loses their starting quarterback to an injury that thought that they were going to compete that year. And so – if we do see a Matt Ryan trade, I, when you said that, I was like fully in on that idea is, is the right one that would make sense for, you know, all parties involved. 
and that would be the only pathway a post June 1st trade that gives yeah. Atlanta any semblance of salary cap relief anyway. Yeah. So that's the point and juncture where it would make the most sense for them to do the trade. And it's where his demand will be the highest. So don't expect him to go otherwise, but y'all want to talk a little bit about Jared Goff. Uh, this, it came out that, that Goff and Sean McVay need quote marriage counseling <laughs> right. this week with their departure from the playoffs and, uh, Obviously, this was a sizable contract that was signed by Goff. It was a four-year, $134 million contract, $110 million in guarantees for Jared Goff. Um, There's some roster bonuses that are kind of tucked in down the road here. Uh, 2022 roster bonus of $15 million that guaranteed in March of this past year. His 2021 roster bonus was guaranteed this past year. His 2021 salary became fully guaranteed uh, on March 19th, 2020. So all of these guarantees kind of triggered in March of this past year. So what makes, you know, if the Rams want to get creative or if they're attracted to the Deshaun Watson option and they kind of want to, uh, go big or go home, which would be a very less neat thing to do. Not that they really have the capital to make it happen anyway, but you look at the, from a financials perspective. And I think Jared Goff is no more appealing to trade for as a quarterback option because of all of the guarantees that are kind of rolled into his guaranteed salary. You look at the, the, the cash that he's due uh, you're talking 25 plus million in cash in new cash every year from here down the road with Jared Goff. And he's very much, you know, all we say all quarterbacks are system quarterbacks, but I do think Jared Goff is extremely reliant and dependent on uh, the infrastructure with Sean McVay there in that offense. So what's, what do we envision Jared Goff would be worth via trade? I think him being you – know, he just turned 26. And so I think that that's helpful when considering the idea of a team acquiring Jared Goff. They're not it's – not, it's very different than the Matt Ryan situation where we kind of feel like Matt's at, at that point in his career where the, the physical skill is going to decline, where I don't think that's going to happen quite yet for Jared Goff. And so while you have a complicated contract, at least there's an age variable that is favorable for Jared Goff. Um, I, I have a hard time thinking that this is a, a giveaway situation because I do think that golf has some value. Um, I, I understand the questions that rightfully exist with golf and that I do think there's a level of things around him that have to be in place for him to take you where you want to go. But I do think there's enough need in the NFL for a quarterback that he's going to have some potential suitors. If you think about the New England Patriots, if you think about the Indianapolis Colts, um, those types of teams stand out to me as those that could be interested in a Jared Goff. I don't think this is a multiple first-round pick situation, but if you give up your one, and you're thinking about taking Mac Jones in the first round, I'd give up that one for Jared Goff instead. Well, I guess from a team that would be bringing him on, 
you know, you, you know, you're going to have to either account for the guarantees yourself or trade him again. If you want to escape, if it doesn't work out. Um, but the cap distribution, this is, this is one of those areas that I think it's really slippery. People look at the cap distribution of the Rams and they say, okay, Goff against the cap this year is $34.6 million. A team that's trading for Jared Goff is not accountable for $34.6 million. That gets into, you know, what is dead cap? And dead cap is the guarantees that were already paid out uh, that have been prorated throughout the course of the contract and you're effectively financing the signing bonus, right? So for Goff to be available for in new cash, $27 million this year, 25 and a half next year, 25 and a half or 25 on the dot in 23 and 26 and 24. That's run of the mill quarterback money, you know, top five, top 10 quarterback money is, you know, that's where the signing bonus comes into play. And that's why you prorate it. And they have uh, the signing bonus that they gave Jared Goff of 25 million spread out over five years to make it digestible against the cap. So I kind of agree with you that like, if there was a market for Goff, if things accelerated, Goff would probably one of those players that goes for a late one, and, you know, you, you maybe pair a, a, a late pick to go with Jared to, if you wanted to get like another top 100 pick. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, what, are, what would you say the percentage of likeliness? I don't know if that makes sense, but like, what, what do you think the chances are that he gets traded this offseason? Like 5%. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty ex- small. extremely low. You know, they've kind of hitched their wagon to this. It would be different, I think, if they had the resources to replace him. And I just don't think that they're in position to bring in, like, what quarterback are you going to sign that's an upgrade over Jared Goff right now? Well, I think it's a fair question, but, I mean, like, if you look at um... – Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, Mitch Trubisky, Jacoby Brissett. Would you rather have one of those quarterbacks plus the draft capital that you get plus not having golf on your books, like as your guy, like, is there value in, in those dynamics? Give me another, give me those names one more time. Trubisky, uh, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, I guess those are the best quarterbacks in the free agent market. I mean, so it's tough because from the Rams' perspective, you're probably saving $25 million, right? It's, if you looked at it in a vacuum, the, the money that would be coming out to a new team versus what they'd have to pay for any one of those players, it's much more marginalized, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you got to stack an extra $10 million of cap hit on for the Rams specifically because they paid the signing bonus out already. I don't think any one of those is a long-term answer. And, and that's another tough spot about, you know, kind of allocating what these players are worth. Jared Goff is or could be a long-term asset. So this is not a player who's has a short-term payoff. So if you're going to move that asset, like you're only going to get to move him once, but he's 26 and you know, that, that promise of youth. And that's why Deshaun Watson is going to be just, 
astronomically high because even like Matt Stafford and Matt Ryan, those guys in their thirties, you have to figure they're towards the end of the road. You're you'd expect to get a decade out of either one of these guys. If you're willing to give up a first round pick and let them be your quarterback. And for the Rams, uh, they're what they're a half a decade in. They got five years with Jared Goff as the number one pick. So four with four with McVeigh. I mean, do, has there been a big enough sample size for Sean McVay to know today if Jared Goff is going to be his guy that he's going to hitch his wagon to for the foreseeable future and try to compete? You know what's funny about this, though? It, it's, you hear teams talk about, oh, if we, we whiff on the quarterback, we, we sink our entire – you know, we set the franchise back 10 years. Is this an example of that's not always the case? I, I never they, think that's the case. That's so fatalistic. Ten years is such a long time in the NFL. Say five years. Are the Rams have the Rams with the number one pick, pick picking Jared Goff? Have they set their franchise back? Have they wasted the last five years? No, I mean they played in a Super Bowl and they've. I mean they've been in the playoffs like every freaking year. Right. I, I, and, and would you say in a vacuum that Jared Goff was worth the number one pick in the draft? In that draft, mate. I mean in, that's tough to say, right? Like. We, we talked about this yesterday. You brought this up. Like, Jared Goff wasn't the most talented player in the 2016 NFL draft. That's, that's not up for debate, but he plays quarterback. And so I get it. But, I, I mean, would, would the Rams right now rather have Bosa? Or, I mean, they have Ramsey. Um, I mean, there's some elite talent in that draft class. Yeah. So I guess that's, that's another layer here that, like, I think the Rams are a good example of you can swing on a quarterback, but if your coach is proper and your ability to build a roster is proper, like it doesn't have to be this fatalistic, you know, death blow to your organization. So that's, I always get a chuckle with Dolphins fans already. Right. And I know I get clowned on for bringing the Dolphins up all the time, but it's a great example with Tua. There's Dolphins fans that are like, oh, my God, Tua's not the guy. The Dolphins blew it. They should have drafted Herbert. We're going to be restarting in five years. Well, not if you believe in Brian Flores and not if you see all of the assets that they have and what they're able to, to accumulate from a draft perspective and build a young roster. You could find yourself, oh, yeah, you know, maybe Tua wasn't the expectations, but we're making the playoffs three out of five years and winning ten games. That's right. not a bad thing. Right. Only one team gets to win the Super Bowl every year, right? I mean, so the um the fun like when you when you bring that up, think about the 2018 draft where those quarterbacks after the first 3 seasons, there's been a different best quarterback, right? Year 1 right. Baker, year 2 Lamar Jackson, year 3 Josh Allen. Now those 3 were all simultaneously in the playoffs and all won playoff games this year, but that's just an example of how things could change year to year. We, we probably going into the year, we would have said, yeah, Joe Burrow is going to be the best rookie quarterback this year. Well, it was Justin Herbert. And that's just one year into this thing. Next year, it could be a different answer. And that's, that's just the ebbs and flows of the NFL. You're unique and so are your taxes. TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who listen to you, learn about your unique tax situations, and answer your questions. And on top of all that, they can do your taxes from start to finish. Maybe you started investing and want some reassurance from an expert that you're doing things right. 
Maybe you're now self-employed and need some expert advice on what qualifies as a home office deduction. Or maybe you'd rather have an expert file your taxes for you so you can focus on what matters most. No matter what your situation is, TurboTax Live tax experts can answer your questions, give tax advice, review your return before you file, or even just do it all for you. TurboTax Live gives you confidence that your uniquely you taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live. File with the help of an expert or let an expert file for you. This episode is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times or Forbes, and we're all excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're making 2021 plans or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. Do we want to move on from quarterbacks? You're just going to leave Matt Stafford hanging out there in the main like <laughs> This that? just might That's be the quarterback podcast. Huh? Disrespectful, Kyle. Well, I know we, we've sunk a lot of time into quarterback discussion. Well, I kind of think Stafford's the most fascinating because Watson seemed we've, we've, I mean, we've spent a lot of time on Watson. It feels like he's going to get traded, you know, Goff and, and Ryan are interesting, but Stafford's like after Watson, the most interesting to me, because there is, you know, he's not old. He's still playing at a high level. I know that he hasn't necessarily taken Detroit to the playoffs every year and all that type of stuff. But from a physical perspective, he's very talented. And, and I think that you can win because you have Matt Stafford. And he's the guy that just has a lot of intrigue to me. If I was a team that was willing to make a trade for uh, an established quarterback and I don't get Watson, Stafford would be the next guy that I'd want to have. This is such an easy contract to trade to. I don't know why there's this perception that you cannot trade him. Well, break that down for us. So his cap hit this year is $33 million. If they trade him, they take on a $19 million dead cap. So they save $14 million against the cap this year by trading him. He has, you know, Detroit is sunk for $10 million this year no matter what because it was uh, a part of his $50 million signing bonus that he signed in 2017, right? So, like, they prorated $10 million per year over five years uh, to spread that out. It's done. It's, that's on the books no matter what. You already paid that money. He's due a $10 million roster bonus on the fifth day of the league year in 2021. So, if you trade Matt Stafford ahead of – the fifth day of the league calendar year, you can let somebody else write him that check for $10 million. And then his base salary is nine and a half million. So a team that's going to trade for Matt Stafford is going to say, okay, I got a nine and a half million dollar base salary. I got a $10 million roster bonus for the fifth day of the league year. If I trade him in time and then a $500,000 workout bonus. So you're paying $20 million in new cash as a team taking all Matt Stafford 
Half of it is a guaranteed roster bonus. He has the same thing again in 2022. Can we interrupt this Matt Stafford discussion for some breaking news here on the podcast? Oh, no. We can. Would you like me to read it? Because I now see the, what you are saying, and this is an interesting quarterback conversation. Yeah, go ahead. Colts quarterback Phillip Rivers is retiring from football. The Colts will be looking for a quarterback in 2021. Can, can, we, can we first – the first thing you have to say about Phillip Rivers is, my God, this guy started 240 consecutive games every single game since 2006. Golly. Unbelievable. 63,000 passing yards, career passer rating of 95. I mean, I feel bad for him because he never had that postseason success, but, my goodness, this guy had one heck of a career. And, and unfortunately, I wish, I wish the Chargers would have done him better – later in his career when it comes to having an offensive line in place. But, uh, man, what a career. Can I just say something really quick here at the top of this conversation? Yeah. Go make him the gold jacket right now. Start printing up the gold jacket for Canton because he's going in and he should go in. Is he a first ballot? First ballot? Listen, football's weird with that, just like baseball is, where guys don't get in first ballot because there's some, you know, we we just don't do it. Phillip Rivers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He was one of the best at his position while he played, and I, I don't even think it's arguable. Can I ask you a question, Chris? You kind of already did, but sure, go ahead. Can I ask you a third question? Sure, since go this ahead. is my second. <laughs> Dick. Is Phillip Rivers the best quarterback the New York Giants have ever drafted? That's, <laughs> that is insulting on so many levels. Eli, I mean, technically they didn't draft Eli Manning, right? Um, right. Well, I'm sitting here looking at, at Philip Rivers' pro football reference page draft. New York Giants, fourth overall, 2004. Probably. I don't know. I'd have to look at the New York Giants. Philip a... Rivers, the greatest quarterback in New York Giants history. Drafted, drafted by the Giants. The greatest Giants quarterback in team history. You mean you're Phillip not a fan Rivers. of Ryan Nassib? Syracuse legend, Ryan Nassib. Okay, so this dude legitimately just squeaked by Dan Marino in both of these areas, didn't he? Did he have – what did he have? More yards? He had four – he had 421 touchdown passes. Marino had 420. And he had 63,440 yards. I know Dan's right on the precipice of that. Let me – Sounds like a Hall of Famer to me. Yeah, so he beat Marino by, like, less than 2,000 yards and by one touchdown. <laughs> I know that wins aren't a quarterback stat or anything like that, but, like, I mean, the guy was 5-7 and seven for his career in the playoffs. All those games, right? 5-7 and seven in the playoffs. Man, you, won, you win nearly 500 in the playoffs, and you still, like, never managed to, like, get into the Super Bowl. That's nuts. No, a couple of uh, – he was in the AFC Championship game in 2007. Um, not, I'm not sure if there was another appearance, but um, – Should they have won that game? In 2007? I seem to remember, like, that was against New England. Was that – did they choke that one away? Hold on. I'm looking this up now. By the way, Phil Sims was drafted by the Giants. So, you put a little respect on the Giants drafting history, by the way. No, I will not. That was the Patriots were 16-0 and that year. The Chiefs – or, excuse me, the Chargers were 11-5, and and they went to the AFC Championship game as a wild The Patriots were undefeated going into the game. The Chargers kept the score at 14-12 through the third quarter. Phillip Rivers played through a torn ACL. Adanian Townsend left early in the first quarter with another injury. Wikipedia does not tell me uh, that the Chargers had a big lead in that game, no. 
No, I didn't. I didn't necessarily insinuate that they had a big lead. It's just you know winnable game, right? Uh, yeah, they. I mean, it. They, they were down fourteen twelve going into the fourth quarter of that game. They had a chance to win in Foxborough. Yes. Okay, so the Colts would be a great place for Matthew Stafford. Um, also, Den- why does Denver like sirens go off in my head when I think about Denver yeah, as, that a, would be as a landing such a spot? Home home run oh. selection. But here's Don't another here's another variable we haven't talked about with any of this. From what I understand, ownership in Detroit does not want to trade Matt Stafford. I get that. So I get that. you're not trading Matt Stafford. So quit this asking. Is, this is the second. This might be the most appealing, tradable of the four quarterbacks that we talked about. He's more talented than Jared Goff. His financials are more friendly than Jared Goff. Mm -hmm. He's not as old as Matt Ryan. He's going to be cheaper than Deshaun Watson. He's the most tradable asset on the team that most desperately needs to tear down and start over, and ownership doesn't want to trade him, so they're not going to trade him. So that begs the question, Kyle, should the Detroit Lions trade Matthew Stafford? Yes. Okay, so what are they going to get in return? Is this a Jay Cutler deal again? Like, just well, copy-paste? Well, well, what was Jay? A one? Kyle Cut. Orton? Right, think, so there's your Drew Locke. There was a three in there at some point. Hold on, let me look this up. Yeah, this is, this is a one and picks and a player. Right, so a one, Drew Locke, Deshaun Hamilton, and a two? Yeah. And the reason being, he's, he's going to be 33 this season. He's under contract for the next two seasons. Um, you will have an extended runway beyond that to, if he continues to play well, extend him and keep him under contract. This is not just a one-year payoff. Financially, you're paying him $43 million over two years for a guy who's a, a top 10 talent, physical talent at the position. Cutler was traded with the Broncos 2009 fifth round draft pick to the Bears for Kyle Orton, the Bears' first and third round selections in 2009 and first round pick in 2010. Yeah, see, okay. We need another one in there, don't we? No. Maybe that was a conditional pick? I don't know. No, because Jay was younger, though. All right, so I think think we're talking – we're talking at least a one – Maybe two twos, Drew Locke, and maybe a, a, one of those young, like Deshaun Hamilton. Yeah. And if you're the Denver Broncos, you do that right now. Are we ready for some football? The NFL playoffs are in full swing and it's conference championship weekend. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up for a free account today at betonline.ag and use our promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. If you like a particular team's chances this weekend or you want to take advantage of some prop bets, check out betonline.ag because they have the best lines in the business. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I don't think we're going to get beyond quarterbacks here. No, this um, is the quarterback trade market show. That's well, fine. Can I, can I just add a name that we totally grossly overmissed, me included? Like, why isn't Sam Darnold on this list? <laughs> uh-huh. We talked about him a little yesterday. 
Um, remember, we have a deal, right? Uh, who is it? Am I with Kyle on this one? This is a I Kyle bet, yes. I think that uh, I said Sam Darnold's going to – if he gets traded, it will be for pick top 45 50, or higher. Top 45 pick, yep. Yeah. Hey, let's see where the Colts pick in the second round. Let me check on that real quick. <laughs> uh, they made the playoffs, so they're outside 50. But maybe they Sheet. have somebody else's pick, Kyle, please. They, they pretty sure they don't. Um, okay, so while that's being – I mean, if, if we're going to do quarterbacks, let's talk Sam Darnold a little bit. Unless, Joe, you had something else. Well, I, I do, but I, I want to talk Sam Darnold as well. I, I think I, – Chris said it the other day. Robert Sala didn't – no, had no part in bringing this man into the organization. Neither did Joe Douglas. Don't attach them to them this year. You have the number two pick in the draft. Just go get a new guy right now and get something for Sam Darnold. So what is Sam Darnold worth knowing he is an unknown asset with his play over the course of the past several seasons? He's in a contract year, so you would have to bring him on and then immediately make a decision. Like what happens if you trade him for – the Colts trade him for a two, he comes into the building, and he gets hurt, and he misses half the season, and now he's a – you got eight games out of him, and he's an expiring contract. I think this is why there's some level of this that you have to go back to your pre-draft scouting report and and it let. But are you going to pay a guy off your pre-draft scouting report that was four years ago? Yeah, for my, I would if I were were interested in Sam Darnold. If I believed in him, I would trade for him. I'd pick up his fifth-year option. You'd have a very reasonable two-year deal with Sam Darnold to evaluate and give yourself a little bit of a runway here. You could see if if Sam Darnold could be your guy. Isn't the two-year option or isn't the fifth-year option window closed? Didn't that decision no. have to be made last year? It's, no, it's it has this to be year. made going into his yeah. fourth season. So it's yeah. this so, offseason in which you have to make the call. Right. And what do we think that number is going to be? I know we do this on the show all the time and we try to figure out what this number is going to be. But he, he costs what, $9 million on, on the cap this year. And what do we think? Is it $25 million? $30 million? What is it? Because if he's if he's twenty five million guys, this is the tier of quarterback he's in. Derek Carr, Philip Rivers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Alex Smith all got paid anywhere from between twenty three and twenty five million per year. Yeah, so it's going to be twenty one million dollars to okay. put so for that's him. And te- that's Teddy Bridgewater level, right? That's fine to me for a two year contract. Yes. Alternatively, you can trade for Matt Stafford and pay him an average of. 21 and a half million over the next two seasons. We're not sure Matthew Stafford's going to be available. You said, you said it yourself, Kyle, Detroit ownership doesn't want to trade Matt Stafford. I mean, I'm just sitting here going through all the, the names that we just got done talking about and Jared Goff, you can have him for 25. Would you rather have Jared Goff as a more proven commodity? No. Or Sam Darnold? No, I want Sam Darnold because I like the idea that he's still young. Is he 24 years old? And it's a two year, very reasonable. He's two years younger than Jared. Jared's not old. Yeah, but I feel like the information that we have about Jared Goff compared to Sam Darnold is very different. I'm going to get – so you're going to owe Sam Darnold this year, you're going to have to pay him right at about $10 million and next year twenty one. So you get a two-year $30 million deal for Sam Darnold? Give also, up a two? Is it going to cost that much more to get Darnold versus Goff? Or is it, is it negligible? Is it around the same? I think you're sinking a whole lot more into getting Goff than you are Darnold. I'd rather have Darnold. I, I would too, but I think to, to Kyle's point about, about Jared Goff not being that much older and the contract not being that much worse, are you giving up that much more to, give to, to get Darnold? Because I would rather have the flexibility and the runway to be like, okay, Sam, we're going to trade for you. We're picking up your fifth-year option. Two years, prove it. We'll sign you. If not, what did it cost you? A second and a fourth for Sam? And you, could just, you just wash your hands clean of it in two years and you move on? If it doesn't work. If it doesn't work. 
Yeah. I'm more interested in Sam Donald. Or, or alternatively, you could pay an extra $4 million a year for Jared Goff, have twice as much roster control, not have any guarantees that you're married to other than the roster bonus in 2022. So your team, it, 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 for you, Kyle, in a vacuum, you would rather trade for Goff than Donald. Goff is more proven, and while he's limited, I know what I'm getting. And I know that, like, you can win 10-plus games – and play in a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. I have no idea what I'm getting with Sam Darnold. And if I got to trade a late one for Jared Goff versus a, a fringe top 50 pick for Sam Darnold, and I'm getting half the roster control, and it's negligible financial differences, I'd rather have the guy I get for longer to have more flexibility with. Because then, if it doesn't, if it doesn't work out in two years, instead of letting Sam Darnold walk, I can cash out and trade Garrett, Jared Goff to somebody else and recoup something too. Darnold away from Gase intrigues me a whole lot more than Goff away from McVay. I mean, what, 80% of the league now is McVay <laughs> coaching tree? You're right. So he's right. got that going for him. Can I push right. back a little bit on that narrative, Joe? Sure. His rookie season, he didn't have Adam Gase as his, co- as his coach. Like, right, I know it was, it was his rookie year, but it, it wasn't. Started like 20 games in college. Like, what was your expectation? But he didn't light it up. He didn't light the world up his rookie Might season. Might have been he his best year. The, I know, but he showed some it of the same issues year. that we've seen the last two years. So it's not like, we, oh, get him away from Gates. He's fixed. He had problems after his rookie season that just never got addressed and have only gotten worse. So has his supporting cast somehow. Somehow his supporting cast has gotten worse since then. I just think we need to accept that, that Sam Darnold is probably just not very good at all. Sure. I'm willing to accept that, but I'm also more inclined to want to trade. I mean, look, I, I, maybe people disagree with me. They're saying, wow, Joe really is whiffing on this take here. I just, I, he's more interesting to me. What is, what is Sam Darnold's career high? It was his rookie season uh, for QBR, you know? 55. What was it? 45. Was it even that high? 45. 45. Okay. What's his career high for net yards per attempt? 6.3. 5.9. You're within the margin of error, Drew. I'll give that to yeah, you. Yeah, but it's, it's, we know that's the Gase offense. Just throw to the slot receiver over and over again. How he did I become a Sam Darnold apologist on this podcast? He barely completed happen? 60% of his passes in, in, in Gase's check down offense over 800 attempts. I've heard that before. All right, let's do this to close out the show. We've talked about a lot of quarterbacks. Rank them in order in which you would want to draft and you would want to trade for them. Shuby, can you put them in the chat in order? In an order? Oh, no, just, just just reinsert all those names because yes. we got all these other names mixed in that we didn't that get we to. That we didn't like, get to at all. Like the tight ends with Dinjoku and Ertz and Stefan Gilmore and JJ Watt and Julio Jones and all these other great names that we were planning on talking about that we didn't even get close <laughs> to discussing. Okay, there, there's the list. There's, there's five names on the list. Okay. So it's okay, Deshaun I'm... Watson, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, Sam Darnold. I have it slightly different. I have it Watson, Stafford, Darnold. Oh, that's just the way Goff I put Ryan. it in the chat, Joe. Oh, I, I thought Kyle was giving his order. No, it wasn't. No, Kyle that was that was that order. was Chris. Yeah, that was Chris putting the the names in. Okay. So right. whatever order you would like, I'm writing mine out as we speak. Okay, I'm Watson, Stafford, Darnold, Goff, Ryan. Watson, Stafford, Darnold, Goff, Ryan. Yep. Joe, you got room over there for that order? 
think I think I'd like to I think I'd like to join the ranks. Watson, Stafford, Darnold, Goff, Ryan. Is that your? That's, your that's list? Joe. That's Joe and I's. I'm. I'm if just, you if you flip Goff and Darnold, that is mine. I know that we wanted that to be the end of the show, but can we do something really, really, really quick? Of course. No. Because I, I think we have to introduce some of these free agent quarterbacks, and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here, but when you think about some of these guys, Dak Prescott, we think he's back to Dallas. Do we? Is do we? Should we think about him as a free agent? He he will at very worst, although. With the salary cap coming in at 180, we'll see, or reported to be coming in at 180. We'll see. Uh, I would expect he's back on the franchise tag. How about Ryan Fitzpatrick? If I'm a team that's thinking about trading for Matt Ryan, I am just going to sign Ryan Fitzpatrick and say, go come be my starter this year. I would rather have Fitzpatrick than the bottom three names on this list. Right. With you. How about Jameis Winston? Is it, all the production in the world, obviously the interceptions stand out, but you don't have to give up. You just have to sign him to a contract. There's no resources you have to give up outside of cap space. I don't think I'd be willing to give him what somebody will give him. You think someone's going to give him 20 plus? I think he's, I, I think New Orleans will get him back under lock and key. Okay. Cam Newton, no interest in my, from me. Nope, Done, I'm out. right? All the way out. Andy Dalton, backup, another da- Dallas situation for him? Or does somebody think he could be a bridge quarterback? Yeah, no, give me another three to five mil. Okay. I know he played well down the stretch this year, the last six games or so, but give me another three to five mil per year deal there. Trubisky. Give me the Mariota treatment. Yeah. He got like 10 mil per. Is there a team that pops for you <laughs> when, when thinking about Mitch? Chicago. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that he was the offense was pretty good late in the regular season, and then the playoffs happened. So Miami, really, wow. as the backup. So Fitz is gone. You don't get Watson, and then you no, no. Trubisky's the backup to Watson. Come on, no, Krista. If they don't move for Deshaun Watson. Trubisky, you know, Miami used so many rollouts with Tua and get, got him on the move. I think that would really benefit Tua to continue to do that. Uh, Trubisky has some of those same dynamics. Um, and I think they need some experience, a backup quarterback with a quarterback and Tua that has the durability questions that he has. What about Pittsburgh? I don't know if I want him pushing down the field. Now, if they stay in their, their pop gun. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This year, then maybe. Yeah. But Ben Roethlisberger is going to be back. So now you're talking about 50 million plus rolled up into the quarterback room. Ben's got to retire too. Yeah. you uh, got to <laughs> right off into the sunset. Probably. Come on, man. Go with Rivers. You even want a Super Bowl. Like, what are you still hanging on for? Get out, get out of here, dude. Uh, what about San Francisco for Mitch? I don't mind that. Okay. Is there anything worth saying about Tyrod Taylor, Jacoby Brissett? Those are backup quarterbacks, right? It could be this, Jacoby Brissett could be the starter in Indy next year. What are you talking about, Joe? Come on. Do they, we already went down that road. We yeah, already man. went down that road. I'm not going to, so quit asking. How, lastly, we didn't get into Carson Wentz to, either. So quit asking. Carson Wentz ain't going anywhere, that's why. All right. So that's – we think when Tug Peterson was fired, that was Wentz, you're our guy. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. I think I'm good. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this impromptu quarterback 
extravaganza discussion that we had here on the show today. Should have known. This is, uh, (laughs) I blame Chris because Joe, Joe, you and I are so accustomed to setting an objective and then vastly overshooting it. Uh, Chris, you're supposed to keep us in check and you let us run rough shot over the show today. So I'm very proud of you for doing so. And I hope the fans enjoyed anything you have to say for yourself, Chris. You know what, guys? I, I'm, I'm here to just produce a very good show, and I let you guys just play in the sandbox. You guys were playing nice in the sandbox, and now I just, I just let you go. So, you know what? Okay. Wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. Can we talk for a second real quick? Well, you, Chris, Kyle has his Christmas tree still up. Is that what you're about to say? Yeah. You, we, we, that, that thing needs to be in a box in, a, in the attic. Well, here's the thing. I got a one-month-old at home, yep. and I ain't got time to do jack shit. So... That Christmas tree might be, it might turn into a year round holiday tree and we just put Easter eggs on it in, in April here. Who knows? <laughs> so we're done here. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Shuby Schubert, draft dudes. Come on back. Maybe tomorrow we'll get to the rest of these potential trade candidates and their perceived values. But uh, Deshaun Watson, three ones, uh, starting quarterback in return at minimum. Matt Ryan, not so much. Matt Stafford, you're talking a one, some extra picks, potentially a player back. Jared Goff, maybe a, a, a fringe one. Sam Darnold, maybe a mid two. Uh, kind of set the expectation. That's your Spark Notes version of what we went over for the last 45 minutes or so. So come on back tomorrow. We got another great show lined up. Thanks as always for listening.